Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. This is not about your body. I'm Jesse Neeland. And I'm excited today to talk about a question that came directly from a client who was wondering basically how to handle the fact that they uh, had gained weight and were going back into the office post pandemic and were like freaking out about their coworkers seeing their new body. So just for the record, this client was in a larger body to begin with and is now in an even larger body. So she was in a position here of already feeling like her body took up too much space. She was too fat. She'd already had body image issues. This didn't come out of nowhere. And this wasn't created just by the pandemic. It was, however, something that came up because after having worked from home for so long, going through like a year and a half of being you know, stressed and like trying to raise kids and uh, deal with a global crisis and do her work and do all this stuff that going back to work felt to her super, super shameful. And she was having like meltdowns, you know, uh, sort of panicky um, experiences around the thought of people at work seeing her body as she has to go back in. So I wanted to talk about what we did in that space, because I think this is a pretty common experience right now, post pandemic for a lot of people. And it's just relevant in general, like pandemic aside, if you've ever felt like some kind of change in your body was going to make other people judge you or make them think less of you, and you were really freaking out about that, this is going to be relevant to all of you. So the first thing I want to say is there there was in my client's head a power structure, a sort of, um, I like to think of it like a little a little chart, a little uh, diagram of the power structure as being her coworkers in those moments where they would say, oh my God, have you gained weight? Or they might think to themselves, whoa, she has really let herself go. And they had all the power. So they are above her in this little diagram that I imagine you know, sort of drawing out to explain what's going on in her head. They're above her and she's below them. So they might say, wow, you've gained weight. And she says, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing, right? Like as if they both agree that this is shameful, they have the power and the sort of moral high ground, like they are right, both in in their assessment that she's gained weight and in their assessment that that's a bad thing and a shameful thing that she should be embarrassed by. She's agreeing with them, right? So she's giving them this power over her so they are over her and that is part of the reason why it's so freaking uncomfortable because we just as humans we don't do well in such a situation we don't like to be oppressed we don't like to have our power stripped from us that does not feel good it's very difficult to thrive in that space so not only was my client dealing with the um you know normal uh, discomfort of being in a new body and realizing, okay, you know, we live in a world that ascribes meaning to this new body. It's negative meaning. And now I have to go back to work and deal with that. Like that's uncomfortable enough. But now add on top of that, the fact that she basically assumed that anyone who judged her for this act of having gained weight had the moral high ground and was in a position of power over her because they were right. They noticed that she was bad and shameful and she thought that they were right, that she was bad and shameful. So when she asked me this, I started to poke around and ask questions to get her to explain this um, kind of uh, diagram to me of how it was held in her head. And then to explain that although I can't change whether or not her coworkers are judgmental or not, 
I can't change whether they are fat phobic. I can't change whether they're jerks. I can't change any of this stuff. I don't know what they're going to think or say or, or feel towards her when they see her new body. But what I do know is that, that all that information doesn't have to be very powerful. Ultimately, it doesn't have to have much power at all because it is their business and not hers. Now, part of the interesting thing about this is so many people, my client included, really stress about stuff that people don't say. They really, really worry, what if they're thinking this bad thought about me in their heads? What if they are judging me silently and they never say anything so I never find out? And, you know, my response to that is like, yeah, they might be. There's no way to know. There's no benefit in really exploring that. Um, I would say if they are thinking that, it's because they have their own issues, probably body issues. And so it's really not your business whether or not they are thinking a negative thought towards you or your body. What is your business is how they treat you, though. So theoretically, if someone were to think a judgmental thought about you, there's no negative impact at all, right? They just had a negative thought and carried on being respectful. If they had a negative thought and that led them to do a negative action, like let's say they insulted you or they discriminated against you, now we're talking about a treatment. This is your business. It's your business how people treat you and it's your business whether or not they are treating you worse due to discriminatory um, biases. So if someone went up to her and said, you know what, I don't think you deserve this promotion because you're obviously um, weak of mind or lazy because you gained weight. No, this would never happen. Nobody really talks like this. But if that ever happened, she could sue them, right? This is illegal. You're not allowed to discriminate against people because of the size of their body in her workplace, in a lot of workplaces, actually. It's just not allowed. It's not legal. So nobody would necessarily say it. But in order for her to be in a position of it being her business, they'd have to treat her pretty overtly worse because of the size of her body, which would actually put her in the moral high ground. Because at that point, they're doing something that is either against policy or just flat out illegal. You know, like that is an HR issue. If someone says, wow, you look terrible, you're so fat, that's an HR issue. If someone says, I don't think you should have this job because you're so fat, that's, a, that's an illegal thing. And if it's all done subtly and under, you know, kind of the cloak and dagger of uh, subtle biases, then it, it may not be clear what's happening, whether or not it's a bias or not. But either way, if it is, she has the moral high ground. Even if she can't do anything about it, she has the moral high ground. Because it is just a shitty thing to do, to judge someone and treat them badly because of the size, shape, age, race, ability, or gender of their body, right? Anything about their body makes you, you're in the moral low ground. You suck in that moment. You're being shitty. So if her boss does something shitty, treats her badly because of her body, or her coworkers say something or treat her badly because of her body, she is actually morally righteous in that moment. She has the high ground. She is in the right for simply existing and having a body and not being a jerk to other people. They are in the wrong. Because they are not allowing her to exist peacefully. They are being a jerk. So with all that in mind, I asked her to rewrite this diagram in her head to really own the fact that she actually has quite a bit of power because should someone say something about her weight in her organization, she could legitimately sue them. Now, I don't think she's going to, and it really shouldn't ever come to that. But knowing that she could helps change the power structure in her head. 
This is very similar to like, I would say sexism is, is another similar place. Like if you believe that other people have, you know, they get to say sexist jokes to you and you just have to smile and laugh and you have no power. Well, that really freaking sucks. That is a terrible position to be in. And it would not surprise me if it made you um, really struggle with some issues around uh, the parts of your body that signal gender, right? That would make a lot of sense. But actually, because of the laws that have been put into place protecting um, gender discrimination in the workforce in the last however many decades, you actually should feel, I mean, I know every uh, place is different and there are places where this culture makes it extremely difficult to access the power, but you should feel like you're in a position of power. If someone makes a sexist joke to you, you should be able to get them fired. If someone says something inappropriate about your gender or sexually harasses you, you should be able to get them fired. If someone discriminates against you based on gender, you should be able to sue them, right? Like you actually do have the power because the law is on your side. And whether or not you're ever going to do any of these things or you'll ever even be in a position to need to try to do any of these things doesn't really matter. It's sort of beside the point. The point is that in your head, you can hold yourself as morally righteous and with power. And when you feel that way, you will show up differently and things will feel differently. So if somebody said something sexist to me, no, I don't, I work for myself, right? So I'm not in a workplace where this will necessarily matter, but I feel that I am in a position of power and I immediately make it my job to make them uncomfortable, to hand that discomfort back to them because I'm not willing to hold on to it for them. If someone says something sexist to me, I, I hand it right back in the form of like, wow, that was a very sexist thing to say. Or wow, that was not a funny joke. That was an inappropriate comment that I would really worry about your job for saying, you know, or whatever it is, right? Like I'm not gonna, I mean, sure, sometimes I can be a little petty and passive aggressive in these moments, but I'm not gonna hold somebody else's discomfort for them. They're in the wrong. I have the power, I have the moral high ground. I didn't just say something sexist and shitty. So in that way, I no longer feel afraid of those moments. I don't like them but I'm not afraid of them. And likewise, I want for my client and for everyone to not be afraid of other people saying shitty things about their weight. Because when you know deep in your bones that you have the moral high ground and if they say something, they are being a bad person and have basically just <laughs> earned themselves whatever consequences, uh, negative and uncomfortable consequences are gonna happen, that they're gonna happen to them, not to you. Well, then there's nothing to be afraid of anymore. Again, it doesn't make it pleasant. I don't enjoy hearing sexist comments, just like I'm sure nobody's ever going to enjoy hearing fat phobic comments or being discriminated against for being fat. But it changes the power structure, which makes you less afraid of it, which means that you can kind of let go of this idea that I need to protect myself from this happening by not being fat. And instead you can say, I, need to, I don't need to protect myself from it happening. I just need to recognize that if and when it happens, I'm in the right and I have the power. And that is a game changer. I promise you that. Having the power changes everything. So with all of this in mind, it doesn't necessarily keep you safe, right? Like there are things that are still going to really, really suck because we live in a system of oppressions that are, you know, structural and being in a very large body might cost you a job, might cost you opportunities, might cost you access to public events. It might cost you these things because we live in a society that is not in the moral right. We live in a society that is set up um, basically to feed capitalism rather than equity and um, inclusion. And therefore, 
society is in the moral wrong and you are in the moral right. You still have that power, which means when it happens, you get to be indignant and feel offended and righteous, you know, feel like angry at who deserves your anger rather than angry at your body for being the wrong kind of body in a society that you've assumed has the moral high ground because it doesn't, it just doesn't. And this is true for all of the systems of oppression. It is not going to keep people from being shitty to you, but it is going to change the experience of them being shitty to you and the experience of living in your own body as you move throughout the world to take that power back and to change the structure, the little diagram in your head of who has power and who's standing where in these moments. And I just, you know, I always come back to like something uh, as simple as verbal abuse. If I walked up to you on the street and I said like, (laughs) I don't know, you're ugly and I hate you. I just said something really mean to you. In that moment, you probably would not think to yourself, oh no, I'm so ugly and she hates me. That's such a, such a problem. I need to go get, make myself more attractive and make her like me. No, right? Like I was just such a jerk to you. I'm a, I'm a jerk on the street. I'm a nobody. I just said this thing completely out of context. I have no power. I have no moral high ground. Most likely you're going to walk away from that feeling uncomfortable because it just sucks to be assaulted with verbal abuse on the street. But you're not going to walk away thinking, I need to be prettier and more likable to Jesse. Instead, you're going to think, Jesse is such a jerk. And I hated that experience. And that's what I want for everyone. Instead of saying, oh my God, I need to lose weight. I want them to say, wow, my office is so fat phobic and they really suck right now. And they're being judgmental jerks and, and they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. So I'm going to do everything in my power to keep that from happening. You know, like I want to make this safer for myself in the future and for other people who look like me because this is bullshit and they do not have the power to make me hate myself or to make me want to change my body or to make me feel ashamed of who I am. I'm not going to give them that power because I have the power. I have the moral high ground. All I'm literally doing is having a body and existing. They're being jerks. So if you can kind of hold that verbal abuse example, then what is different between that and uh oh, looks like somebody's uh, put on some weight. You know, you got to hit the gym. Like, that. whatever harassment you might experience, or oh, geez, it looks like you've let yourself go. Like, uh, does your husband mind that you've gained so much weight? Like, this is all verbal abuse. This is harassment. It's not acceptable. Just like it's not acceptable for you to be sexually harassed at work, it's not acceptable for you to be harassed about your weight. So, if people are thinking negative thoughts about you and your weight, but not treating you any differently. There's nothing you can do. You can never know that. You can never nail that down. You can never be sure. So that's something to let go of. But be aware that if it turns into treatment, now you have the moral high ground and the power. You are in the moral right, even if you can't do anything about it, even if you don't have the actual power in this organization, which totally sometimes is the case. Even if it's costing you opportunities, even if it still sucks and you're angry, now it sucks and you're angry at them and the system instead of at your body. And that's what you deserve, honestly. When we talk about body neutrality, we're really talking about stripping away the layers of um, the, the lies and the interpretations and the stories that get in the way of being able to see yourself clearly. One of the things that gets in the way of being able to see yourself clearly is this power structure that you hold in your head where you think they are right and you are wrong that you deserve to be ashamed and they have the moral high ground. That'll get in the way. Because then it's like your body is morally wrong. I mean, of course, you're not going to feel neutrally about it. How could you? It's costing you connection at work. It's costing you opportunities. 
instead of what's actually costing you connection and opportunities is fat phobia and the anti-fat bias and weight stigma. And those are things you can be angry about that go outward where they belong, not inward at you or your body. So this is where I'm always like, listen, I wish I had better solutions for us all. I wish that there was something I could say or share in which we just made everybody magically understand that uh, they shouldn't be jerks and weight stigma is a problem. And actually you gaining weight is not a particularly interesting or significant thing for them to think about or, you know, uh, make judgments about. I wish we could do that, but that's probably not going to happen overnight. What we can do overnight is rewrite the power structure in your mind so that your anger goes where it needs to go, where it's appropriate to go, and your power is restored back to you. That's something we can do just like now. The rest of it is a long-term project, right? Body liberation for all. We're working on it. I'm working on it. But it's slower. And we can never control other people's behaviors. We just can't. So this is what we've got. It's not like a perfect solution. It's not a particularly hopeful or uplifting one. I will acknowledge when I work with marginalized clients, I hate this. I hate that my answer is this. I wish it could be more impactful. But ultimately, when you really take this on, it is the most impactful thing you have in your power and control. It is the thing that gives you the most power back. It is the thing that works the best, at least from what I've seen. Um, in my own life and among my clients. So yeah, that's everything I wanted to share about that today. I hope that this is helpful to you. Um, I encourage you to get curious about what power structures you hold and how you have sort of assigned moral high ground and low ground in moments of people expressing oppressive biases, discriminating opinions, um, oppression, marginalization, harassment, and judgment about any number of things having to do with the body. And how that makes you, how that turns into body image issues, how that makes you feel about yourself and your body versus what would happen if you actually let yourself see the truth, see clearly and neutrally that the problem is not you and the moral high ground is yours in these moments. Um, That's it. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I am happy to have you here and I will catch you next time.